and this is Talking Pictures, our weekly review of movies and film. I'm Hollis Monroe. Joining us from the Kirkwood Film Vaults, the gentleman who sees all, knows a bit, and will tell anyone who <laughs> listens, our resident film guru, Professor Film Encyclopedia Brown. Yeah, hello out there. <laughs> and joining us once again, this time with a glance into the mind of the film auteur, shall we say. Oh. A gentleman known to us all, Mr. David Lynch, is our resident historic film finder, which is a much better title than Dumpster Diver, <laughs> Mr. Ron, the remarkable Ron Atkins. Good morning to you all. We're going to start off with a film, a vampire film, so disturbing it gave Film Brown pause in, um, it, it caused him difficulty in sleeping. Tell us about El Conde. El Conde, 2023. Uh, boy, it is a disturbing film. Uh, I'm glad I saw it. I'm hoping for a few days uh, passage from it so I can get some sleep uh, because it, <laughs> it was that disturbing of a film. It's uh, directed by Pablo Lorraine and written by Pablo Lorraine and Guillermo Calderon. Uh, he had, uh, Pablo, uh, Pablo Lorraine had done Neruda, which is uh, about mm -hmm. the Chilean uh, uh, poet. Yes. And uh, this is a Chilean film. Uh, and is a dark satire, dark as you can get. Very disturbing film. Uh, I'm going to try to nutshell the plot here a little bit. It's a convoluted, complicated plot. Uh, we have an uh, individual in the 18th century, uh, Claude Pinoche, who is a royalist French soldier who finds himself enamored with, uh, what, the, uh, the aristocracy. And he witnesses the great terror uh, and the uh, execution of... Uh, uh, Marie Antoinette and folks like that, and uh, he he kind of puts his allegiance with the uh, uh, with the aristocracy, and he turns out to be he's a vampire, hmm. and he rescues the head of uh, Antoinette and rushes overseas and uh, takes it as his mission to quash uh, any kind of revolutionary movements that are out there. He finds himself in Chile in 1935. And he joins the Chilean army and under the new name of Augusto Pinochet. <laughs> wow. This is Pinochet. Uh, he rises through the ranks. He overthrows Allende in 73, becomes the country's dictator. And, uh, well, as a vampire, okay, he kind of wreaks havoc and also, uh, what, accrues lots of ill-gotten money that he hides and tries to, uh, uh, to keep from uh, people to know about it. He fakes his own death after 250 years uh, and sort of ensconces himself off to an old farm, interesting farm, littered with graves and guillotines and things like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's strange. And he uh, he comes back and he's he's really kind of languishing. He's like, I don't know. I don't want to live anymore. And I'm going to have to figure out how to pass this wealth on to my kids. But it's all kind of uh, hidden down below in this uh, sort of a subterranean area on the farm. Uh, the children, okay, are all brought together, sort of the reading of the will type of thing. And uh, they have to, they hire a, a very interesting character, a nun accountant exorcist, who, <laughs> yes, who comes to, uh, who is brilliant with numbers, uh, to help the children to get the money uh, from the father. And uh, the father is, Sort of in this, uh, you know, how do I, I, I don't want to go on anymore, but I do want to go on. Uh, and uh, it becomes a great quandary. The children trying to figure out how to get the money. Uh, also the wife 
trying to you're trying to parse it out. The servant that the uh, uh, El Conde, the Count, has Pinochet, uh, trying to protect it from him as well. Now that's about as far as I want to get into the plot because it becomes really, really complicated uh, and very interesting uh, as it goes on. Pay attention to the narrator, the female narrator through this film because she becomes very important as this film progresses. It's very much a film about power, corruption, evil that seeps into everything and how to maintain it and whether it's worth maintaining at the same time. I think that Paula Lusager does a fantastic job uh, as uh, uh, the uh, the nun. Uh, Lusinger is uh, sort of looks like a Falconetti, if you remember The Passion of Joan of Arc, mm-hmm. the, uh, the Dreyer film. She has a real kind of an innocent, sublime uh, look to her, and she's a very fascinating character. Mm. The film is beautiful in look. It's black and white, and be thankful that it is uh-huh. because it's very gory. Uh, one of the ways that the vampires do their duty is they take hearts and put them into blenders and drink the remains. Okay. Uh, so that's <laughs> in black and white. Uh, the uh, photography is by Edward Latchman, who is up also for an Academy Award for cinematography this year. And uh, it's, it's bleak. It's dark. It's uh, the interiors and exteriors are very uh, uh, sparse. Uh, it'll just knock your eyes out. And there's some wonderful flying sequences in here of vampires flying around uh, that'll just like, are almost, well, beyond poetry. Uh, I, this is a beautifully dark film. It's very disturbing. Uh, maybe watch it during the day uh, to, to protect yourself, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but but it, I watched it at night, and it uh, it just really knocked my socks off. I can't recommend it uh, too highly. It's it's a wonderful film. Give it a chance. All right, El Conde. And wow. I can't help but think that the, the female narrator, I think it would be really excellent if it was the head of Marie Antoinette, but they probably didn't go there. <laughs> I'm not going, I'm not, well, uh, uh, say no more. Say no okay, more. Okay, okay, say no more. Uh-huh. <laughs> Phil, <laughs> thank you so very much. Ron, take us down the dark road to Twin Peaks. Oh, my goodness. Okay, you mentioned the uh, auteur, David Lynch. Mm-hmm. He is a genius. Yes. He is highly creative, mm-hmm. and he lives in a place in his head that I never want to go. No, no. <laughs> um, okay, Twin Peaks. I it's that was one of the TV shows that I missed in the '90s, and always thought, you know, I should watch that at some point. It's like when I wanted to read Dune. It's like, you know, I should read that someday. Finally, got around to watching it. Seasons one and two come as a box set because they were. The first chunk of this, there was a prequel movie that they did later, and then there was a, um, a season three in 2017. I watched seasons one and two from 1990 and 91. Stars Kyle MacLachlan, who is brilliant as FBI agent Dale Cooper, assigned to investigate the death of a local girl, Laura Palmer. MacLachlan had worked with David Lynch many times before, at least twice, in Dune and Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. Yep. In typical David Lynch fashion, everything about Twin Peaks is steeped in double meaning and surrealism. Agent Cooper, case in point, is in the surrealism of his character, has a near obsession for pie and coffee and Douglas fir trees. And it goes nowhere other than it's just kind of out there. But you know there's something behind that as far as his personality. You feel like you're looking at this world through water. Everything is slightly warped and out of context. However, the writing is spectacular. 
He writes for the long game. I mean, there are things that come back at the end of season two that were mentioned in season one. Uh, the cast is phenomenal, including Piper Laurie, Peggy Lipton, David Warner has a, a short mm-hmm. bit in there, Lara Flynn Boyle, uh, Heather Graham has a fairly significant part toward the end, and even David Lynch himself comes in there as a hearing-impaired uh, agent, and he he's kind of comic relief. Oh, and the guy that played Squiggy from Lenny, uh, from oh, LeBron uh, Shirley. Shirley, yeah. Yeah, he's in there too. Um they all seem perfectly fitted for Lynch's style of storytelling. He knows exactly where the kind of story he wanted to tell and how he wanted to reach that end, which makes me think he wasn't they, – they all say, well, Twin Peaks was canceled. I don't believe that. I think he wrote it to stop right there at a cliffhanger. I don't know. But anyway, an example of this is a running gag throughout the season that uh, is one that the townspeople – can be seen watching a soap opera. Mm-hmm. Schlockiest thing you've ever seen. This element seemingly goes nowhere until season two, when the story has a definite soap opera-esque overtone to it. There's melodrama. There's all kinds of other characters kind of having little bits of the plot going over. They even brought in an actor who was very prominent back then on General Hospital to play one of the one of the characters in the soap opera yeah kind of a foppish um men's clothing guy who's just so full of himself you know and it's it's a beautiful way that he that david lynch kind of works that plot element in okay he loves to write double meanings into his work and case in point the town of twin peaks especially through the eyes of agent cooper appears idyllic it's a great place to live as he digs into the death of Laura Palmer and other subsequent evil that comes out, he sees that beneath that little top veneer of goodness is a whole lot of corruption and evil. It all just kind of comes bubbling to the surface the deeper you dig. I was surprised at how much I enjoy this. I'm now seeking out the third season in 2017 and the theatrical movie. It's called Fire Walk With Me. It's a prequel movie that tells the story of Laura Palmer and how she got to the point where she was killed. If you've seen it, watch it again, and you'll see a lot of stuff you missed the first time. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It's on DVD. It's on Blu-ray. Um, a lot of it is um, has been picked up by the Criterion Collection. Firewalk With Me especially has been picked up. It's also on multiple streaming platforms, so you can't miss it. Twin Peaks, check it out. And it's not as disturbing as El Conde, <laughs> but um, it'll it'll leave you thinking, and it'll kind of stick with you as you crawl into bed that night. Since season three of Twin Peaks was canceled in 2017, yep. um, Lynch and Frost have expressed interest in actually doing another season. Ooh. And um, Kyle MacLachlan, uh, back in 2020, uh, said that Cooper was his favorite role of all time, and he would absolutely return to another season without even seeing the script. Cool. So there's hope wow. for another season of... Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, folks. Tell us what you're watching. Tell us what you're giving thumbs up or thumbs down. Our email address is talkingpicks at kcck.org.